Welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. I'm so pleased you're here because this time we're going to talk about sleep and bedtimes and everything to do with getting more sleep with your baby and your child. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So how are bedtimes for you? It can be such a difficult time, can't it? And it's it's up there as one of the top reasons why parents come and see me because they've been with their children pretty much all day, been so attentive, offering lots of gorgeous things, doing lovely activities. So really by the time bedtime comes, it's like, okay, now it's time for you to go to sleep. You know, we've had a lovely time. You've been worn out done activities, now it's just time to go to sleep. Because you know how beneficial sleep is. You know that that's often what children need in order to be able to think and feel well the next day. And yet, and yet, our babies and our children can really resist sleep and bedtimes can become such a battle, such a, something that many parents dread because it can become this massively drawn out process. And still the child does not go to sleep well or your baby keeps waking throughout the night, even though you know that they can go for longer between feeds. Yes, we accept that babies are wakeful. You know, we know that that's part of it and they need to feed more regularly throughout the night. But when your baby is waking up every 40 minutes, every one to two hours for months, something something needs to shift. There's something going on that's preventing your baby or your child from sleeping. So really want to talk to you about what what's helpful and what's not helpful because there's two school of ca- thoughts out there there's two camps one leave your baby or your young child for increasing amounts of time on their own so that they learn how to fall asleep independently and we often think oh well babies need to learn how to sleep children need to learn how to sleep they don't it's like saying children need to learn how to do a poo they don't this is a normal physiological event that that will happen naturally and normally. What that training is about is teaching them how to fall asleep on their own. And the reason why you need to train them is because that's not a natural, normal thing for a baby or a young child to be able to do by themselves. It's difficult and it's stressful. And that's why you need to go through that training process so that they can do that. The other camp is the classic attachment parenting camp. And I was very firmly in this camp for a very long period of time. Well, for about 10 months, which felt an incredible amount of time when you've got this little baby and they're not sleeping well. And that's all about meeting all of your baby's needs, which of course, both camps is about meeting your baby's needs. But the the thing that struggles with sleep time in the classic attachment parenting approach is always needing to be with your baby, always perhaps feeding them to sleep, always stopping them from crying and that means carrying them all the time breastfeeding whenever the baby starts to cry or looks like they might be slightly hungry co-sleeping with them but in a way that means you sort of that's your evening gone you're just lying next to your baby and that's it game over and that can be a really exhausting way because you probably spend if that's you and chances are that probably is more you because you're listening to this podcast it's, it's exhausting because you're probably spending hours rocking and shushing and bouncing your baby, singing to them, trying to find the right white noise sound, 
perhaps a little meditation that sort of calms you down so that you can be in the zone to then help your baby calm down and go to sleep. And that can be your whole evening. Uh, It's really stressful. And what often happens is if you help your baby go to sleep in that way, they wake, they're really wakeful throughout the night and they constantly waking and needing to go on the boob or to be rocked and shushed and, or have the dummy. So you're caught between two different camps and neither can seem very satisfying and they're very polarizing and you're either in one camp or you're the other and one side looks down on the other side and the other side looks down on, you know, it, it's really polarizing and it can be very patronizingly called the mummy wars, but it's very real because it's exhausting and we all want to do the best for our baby. And even if you started out in the sort of the more attachment parenting, gentle parenting camp, suddenly sleep training starts to look a whole lot more attractive. So what's going on for your baby? Why are they not sleeping well? The, 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 big, the big mistake that most of us make, that you're probably making, is looking at external reasons of why your baby isn't sleeping or your child isn't sleeping and looking to fix the external factors. The external factors such as your lighting in the room. You know, blackout blinds are great and really helpful and we know that that sort of either increases levels of melatonin, I think so, so that we can then go to sleep. It then also, we look at keeping everything quiet and calm and have making sure the house or your home is quiet so that there's no distractions going on that's going to cause your baby or young child to get distracted or startled. We need to keep it quiet. You might be playing some soft music. You might be making sure the room temperature is just right, making sure particularly on your little babies who aren't moving yet, that they've got enough blankets to weigh them down so that they're sort of, they're they're happy with that weight on them that they will then, that's conducive to going to sleep, likewise with your child and bird. We're looking at all of these external things. We're looking at the routine, thinking the routine is what's going to fix our baby's sleep or our child's sleep. And if only we get the routine right, we get the right routine and we do it right rightly, correctly, then that is going to be the solution. And so there's so much out there about what routine to do. And, you know, if you're following that routine, maybe you're doing it wrong, which is why the routine isn't working. So I want to offer to you that routine is not the issue. It's not your baby or your child is not sleeping because you've got the wrong routine. There's more that's going on. And what's important is to start to look inwards to understand why your baby or your child isn't sleeping well. And it's really not so much to do with the routine and the dark room and the quietness. Those are external things. And yes, they're helpful, but they're not going to fix your child or your baby's sleep problems, if we're going to call it problems. When you start to address what's going on for your child, internally for your child, that's when things are going to shift. Because the whole approach, parenting by connection and aware parenting, is about connecting with your child. When we impose a routine on our child, regardless of how they're feeling, that's not going to fix what's going on for your child. Yes, they might start to learn, okay, well, this is sleep time and this is what we're doing, but that's not actually going to help your child. Likewise, if you're always trying to fix the environment, you know, babies fall asleep in broad daylight, Babies fall asleep with a cacophony of noise going around them. That is possible. It doesn't have to be quiet and dark all the time for your baby to sleep well. 
So when we look at what's going on for our baby and understand that there's emotional reasons why your baby's not sleeping well, when we start to think, well, how do you feel? What, what's good for you when you, when you sleep? When you, need a, when you get a great night's sleep, what happens? Generally, you fall asleep easily and you stay asleep all night. Sounds common sense, doesn't it? But what prevents you from having that? So what prevents you from falling asleep early or easily? What causes you to wake up in the middle of the night? It's stress, isn't it? Things are going around in your mind or your body and you can feel it and you're tossing and you're turning because you're worried about stuff or you're angry or you're annoyed or something's going on for you that is causing you tension in your body and stress in your mind. And that is what prevents you from falling asleep easily. You know, it's what causes you to wake up at three o'clock in the morning going, oh my God, I need to do this. Or I wish I hadn't said that. Or I've got to remember to do that. Or this is really annoying me. Those things cause us to wake up. And we can sleep through quite a lot. We can sleep through a lot of noise, you know, partners snoring. You know, things happen in the middle of the night, but we can still sleep soundly, regardless of external factors. But it's when what goes on for us internally that can decide or, or determine our sleep quality of or quality of our sleep same for your baby same for your child now your baby is not cognitively thinking about stressful things but we hold stress in our body body is held and felt within our our limbic system in our brain so when you can help your baby release the tension that they're carrying by laughter by play by crying with you they get to release it and they get to go back to their normal, loving, relaxed state again. Same with a child and a toddler. If you're, folk, if you're imposing a quiet, calm routine on your child and they're bouncing off the walls and they're having an absolute you know, blast and they just want to play, they're not, that's not connecting. You trying to force them to calm down when they're, you know, woohoo, having a great time, that leads to conflict and a battle. That, contribute to, that contributes to the battle at bedtimes. You want to connect in with how your baby or your child is feeling. And sometimes they're really lively and they just want to play, so play. Sometimes they're not and they're antsy and they're crying. So instead, particularly for babies, of thinking, okay, my baby's only crying because they're hungry. And so therefore, if they're only crying because they're hungry, then I need to feed them. So, you know, you, you might find if you're breastfeeding, you're feeding, that baby is attached to you all the time. And yes, of course, feeding to sleep can be a lovely thing. And there's cannabinoids in breast milk that helps our babies to fall asleep easily. But we, if you use that as your sole way of helping your baby sleep to fall asleep, first of all, what happens if you're not there, if it's your partner putting them to sleep causes a lot of tension. But secondly, if you're not helping your baby to release the upset feelings that they are carrying with you by constantly putting a boob in their mouth or putting a dummy in their mouth, they're not getting that chance to release it. And often you'll see, you can tell by the quality of the feeding. You know, if your baby is on, on the breast and is guzzling away and is having a really good feed and then comes off and you can just tell, ah, oh, they've had a really good feed. But if they're constantly on and off and bobbing around and putting their head off and looking around and then going back on again you know it's not it's not a good quality feed that's happening and yes being on the boob is really comforting and nourishing and soothing and you know and having our babies next to us is very co-regulating emotionally but they don't always have to be on the boob all the time and when you fed them and then you can still be with them you can help them with their feelings without having to plug them up 
with the boob or the dummy. Or even sometimes your finger, don't you? Sometimes when they're little, you put your finger in, they have a nice little suckle and then they can help go to sleep because it is a nice feeling. But it's not helping them with their feelings or their upset feelings. And when you help them with their upset feelings, as I said, by play and laughter and by listening to tears and tantrums, that is what's going to help bedtime. So helping your child to sleep is not like a technique. It's not like a, a thing that you just do at bedtime. It's how you're with them throughout the day. It's how they're feeling throughout the day. And no, of course, you're not going to be with them all the time. But when you are with them, when you can, can have those moments of connecting in with them, in amongst you know all the myriad of other things that you are doing, it's those moments that are going to contribute to whether your bedtime routine, bedtime routine is going to be helpful or not. And so part of the routine is connecting in with your child. It's not imposing this bed bath, dinner bath bed routine. There's you know there's moments of connection in there. That is what's going to help your child and your baby sleep better, because again, just remember how you've what determines your sleep. If you're stressed, if you've got tension in your body, mm, that's going to prevent you from sleeping. Same with your baby and child. And it's not the same as exhausting them physically. Yes, running around and playing outside is really vital for all of us. We all need exercise and our kids absolutely need it too. And that contributes towards better sleep. But if you focus purely on exhausting them physically and don't address what's going on for them emotionally, that's, that's going to impact their sleep. It's going to, yes, they might fall asleep tired, you know, because they're physically tired, but then the chances are that they're going to be more wakeful in the night. So stop looking at all of the external things that are going on at bedtime or for your child and thinking that they're going to fix the sleep. They're not. Start looking at what's going on internally for your baby and your child. And then that is going to fix it. I was with a beautiful mum on the weekend and she was starting to listen to her baby's upset feelings in her arms. It was morning, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, bright light outside. The baby, you know, the, possibly a bit of noise. We were talking. Baby, after a while, just fell asleep in her lap. And so bright light, noise, just fell fast asleep. It was nap time, so it was right time for her to sleep. But it wasn't all those external things. We didn't have to go to a quiet, darkened room. We were there and she fell into the deepest sleep. Like, And the mum was amazed, amazed that this baby who has really struggled with sleep, was constantly on the boob all the time, to then, um, to then just have this amazing deep sleep and just so restful and so peaceful. And so you can tell in their bodies, they're so relaxed. That is what's going to help with good sleep. So if you want help with sleep, if you've got a baby, I'm currently running a free baby sleep revolution course where we go into this more detail about how you can help your baby sleep better. And then I'm um, also running a Aware Parenting Babies course after with that. But if you want to have your, if you have a baby and you want help with that, come and join the baby sleep revolution, revolutionizing everything. <laughs> um, if you come to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash baby, you will find it there. And if you have an older, if you have a toddler or an older child who's also struggling with bedtimes and you want help with that, come to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash sleep and you will find a package there that we can help. We can work together and help fix bedtimes because when you can do that, you're not dreading it by the end of the day. You know that your child is well rested and that contributes to their behavior the next day it means that you get to sleep, which means that 
you can cope so much better. In fact, it's more than coping. You can thrive so much better. You'll be able to do the parenting that you want to be, be attentive, be fun, be playful, and be able to do all the other things that you need to do, attend to other children, work, all the things that make up life, which is so hard to do when you can't sleep, isn't it? God, it's exhausting. So you can make bedtime so much better for your babies, for your toddlers and for your children. So if you want help, come over to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash sleep. And I'll put the baby thing in there so you can click on that as well. Um, And that will help solve so much. And it will then lead you to then know how to help with all those other times that are difficult. It's connection and helping our children with their feelings. That's the secret to any problem, any challenge you're having. That's the key. All right. I hope that's helpful. Look forward to hearing you and know that you can improve bedtimes. It doesn't have to be this thing that you dread and that becomes this massive drawn out process where you have to do everything right or you're treading on eggshells in order to, to do the right thing that your child is making you do you know, lining up various toys in certain places, you know, making sure there's there's a particular set routine for it. You can have that relaxation, you can have that connection and you can help your child and your baby sleep much, much better. All right, have a great week and I'll speak to you next time.